Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. Today's episode is focused on four items in the investment world that have been either on the naughty or nice list. The naughty or nice list is pretty long this year, and even a small fraction would not fit in your morning espresso cup. So we're only going to talk about four today. Top of the nice list, the increases in real estate prices have been pretty nice indeed. I'm not that keen to buy at these prices, but hey, selling at these prices is pretty acceptable. We had several asset sales this year that helped strengthen the cash line on the balance sheet, and selling assets is always a hard decision. Put in all the hard work, and the future appreciation is cut short in exchange for taking the money now. The marketplace has peaked in many areas, and despite this, there's still tons of money sitting on the sidelines in search of opportunities. So there's still opportunity to sell even at pretty decent prices. I'm going to declare anything real as nice and anything that's abstracted from reality as naughty. That's a timeless fundamental. Frankly, it's gotten forgotten by many in 2018. The second half of this year, more and more people came face to face with this fundamental truth, either by choice or whether it was forced upon them by the marketplace. There are a few particularly bad offenders, most of them fueled by hype rather than substance. 2018 was the year of the crypto fraud. There are 1,227 initial coin offerings this year, having raised over $7.5 billion. Last year, in 2017, initial coin offerings raised an additional $5 billion, many of them using crowdfunding. Now, this year, we had more than 1,000 coins fail outright. The SEC weighed in this year on the question of whether a coin should be treated as currency or whether it would be treated as a security. And the SEC was also kept pretty busy enforcing cases of outright fraud. Most startups were rather apprehensive about having their initial coin offering labeled as a security, as this would put them under the watchful eye of regulators like the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission. For the most part, ICOs would rather be called a utility token as opposed to securities. This would negate having to deal with federal regulators. That is, after all, the biggest draw of ICOs. Startups are eager to use the crowdfunding model because it allows them to raise millions of dollars with very little regulatory oversight. That lack of oversight has proven to be a double-edged sword because it invited tons of fraudsters and opportunities into the market. It eventually gave rise to projects like the Useless Ethereum Token, or UET for short. It labeled itself as the first honest crowdfunding project. UET claimed the following. If you're going to give some random person on the internet money, and they're going to take it and go and buy stuff with it, seriously, don't buy these tokens. Now, despite not having any product or service, it managed to raise some $200,000 worth of Ether tokens. Some schemes followed the familiar pump-and-dump model. Many fraudulent players in the market created business models that had no viable economic merit. They attached a worthless token with little or no utility, pumping the value and enticing investors. Once the artificial demand was created, the price was inflated to the desired level, the operators cashed out, leaving investors with worthless coins. Second on the naughty list has been some of the insane exuberance of the stock market this year. That irrational exuberance continued in the stock market until interest rates started to creep up, and finally, some of these insane valuations started to come down to earth. But in the crosshairs of the airletting were lots of late entrants and even some institutional investors. One of the worst offenders is based in Switzerland. Yes, the boring, stodgy Swiss, known for conservative money management, they made the naughty list this year. In particular, the Swiss Central Bank was a major shareholder of U.S. equities. At the end of the second quarter, they owned $87.5 billion of U.S. equities. They took funds that were printed 
and used it to buy shares in Apple, Facebook, Amazon, AT&T, and many, many others. Switzerland used to be financially strong. Much of the money coming into that country was the result of their legendary international banking secrecy laws. Those rules served to preserve family wealth, but they also were used to hide illegal activity. Over the past decade, those rules have been chipped away at, and there's been a significant flood of capital from Swiss banks and the nation in general. Today, the Swiss national debt is at 133% of GDP, one of the highest in the world, and the central bank tried to use investing in the U.S. stock market as a way to hedge against their growing debt problems. They figured they could print money as a way of solving the problem and then use the leverage of the stock market to solve it. Uh, I'm mentioning Switzerland because, quite frankly, they're not the only central bank to work with a different set of rules and accountability compared with you and I. To wrap up this year's Naughty and Nice list, we have a strong economy that we've experienced. That's translated into rents that have been above our expectations this year, and we've experienced very strong occupancies in all of our projects. The end of the day, as investors, we strive to earn money, but we don't have the money. Money is in the hands of our tenants, our hotel guests, and our short-term rental guests. If they don't have the money, there's no way for them to buy the services we have to offer. There can be no transfer of money, and without that, there can be no accumulation of wealth. As you're thinking about that, ask yourself who's on your naughty or nice list. Have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.